morning to not only our church family, our local church family, but we also like to give a shout out to those that are listening uh, around the world. Uh, we don't never know. We would probably never know. It's just that when we get to heaven, we, we won't know one another. And so, therefore, um, there are people out there that's hearing the word of God and, and it's, it's affecting their hearts. And, um, and we're thankful and we're grateful for that. We're thankful for and grateful for every provision that the Lord has made for us. Amen. So we'd like to give a shout out to them around the world that has tuned in to us this morning. Now, we'd like to go to the book of Esther. It's what we're going to begin today. We're going to begin in the book of Esther. Um, the book of Esther. And we're going to uh, start in chapter number two. It's where we're going to go in the book of Esther. Um, Father, we thank you now. We praise you. We honor you. We love you, Lord. We're ever so thankful and ever so grateful. Uh, and we ask that your Holy Spirit, who is the teacher, that he will come and he will minister unto us and he will allow us to know the things that we need to know and then to let us know what precious jewels that we are in his sight. And we thank you and we ask Heavenly Spirit, Holy Spirit that you allow me to decrease that you may increase in me. Use me, Lord God, for your glory. This is my prayer and this is my request in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. <clears throat> well, this morning... We, as a topic, we like to use for a subject, an unlikely candidate. An unlikely candidate. And once we get started, you'll see exactly why we are talking about an unlikely candidate. Because most people don't think that they are a candidate to be used for God's purpose. Is to be used for God's will, that God has a plan and a purpose for their life. Most people don't understand that. And, and the reason why they look at where they came from, they look at circumstances and situations in their life. And so, therefore, they don't um, anticipate or think of themselves as being a, a likely candidate to carry out God's will. Now, we're going to go to the book of Esther, as we already forestated, and looking at chapter number 2. And we have to understand, prior to this, the king, Asherah, he was uh, there entertaining. He was entertaining uh, uh, some people uh, that he was over in the province. And they were, like, celebrating. They, they were celebrating. Uh, and they were, in other words, they said, the Bible said they were having a feast. And they, was having, they were really having a party is what they were doing. They was having a party. And they had became intoxicated. They had became intoxicated. They had drank so much. And from, from researching, they found out that the feast took about six months. They, can you imagine having a drinking party for six, six months? They were, they were partying for six months nonstop. And the whole purpose of the party was to show off his wealth and his success. But after um, they had gotten to the point where they were kind of loose, I guess that's the word you might want to say, that he wanted to show off the queen's beauty. Her name was Vesta. And because they wanted to show off, or he wanted to show off uh, the 
queen's beauty and well, among all these intoxicated people, he wanted, he wanted to show off her beauty. And she realized what was happening, so she refused to come when he beckoned her to come. Now, we get to remember her name, Vesta, uh, in Hebrew, it means beauty. It means beauty or it means beautiful. And she was very, very, very stunning. And so she refused to come before the king and his friends. Uh, and because of her refusal, he kind of demoted her. He gave up her estate. He gave it to another. And she no longer could be called to come in the presence of the king. So what happened was they felt, the men felt like, okay, if the queen won't come and do what the king says, then the same thing is going to happen when we beckon our own wives and they refuse to come. So they come up with this plan. They came up with this, this uh, scheme where they said, well, they told the king, said, listen, why don't you put out a decree and once you demote Vasta, uh, which means beautiful, once you demote her, then what we're going to do is we're going to send out an invitation that all young fair virgins will be able to come before the king so he could find a new wife, a new queen. All right. Now we go into the book of Esther, chapter number two. So that was the beginning. This is how we actually got there. All right. Esther, chapter number two. So they had to do a search. They had to do a search. And they were searching for young virgins to replace the queen. Remember now, the title of the message is An Unlikely Candidate. An Unlikely Candidate. Now, verse number 7 in Esther chapter number 2, it says this. And he brought up Hadassah. Now, the name Hadassah there... It means a myrtle tree. In Hebrew, it means a myrtle tree. But it's also a symbol of peace, love, and prosperity. All right? Uh, we're going to put that back up. All right. He says, and he brought up Hadassah. That is Esther. Now, Esther, in Hebrew, that word that means star. But it not only means star, but it also means a secret, and it means to be hidden. All right? So he, Esther's name is really Hadessa, but she uses this name Esther. And she, it talks about, it says, she is his uncle's daughter. For she had neither father nor mother. And the maid was fair and beautiful, whom Mordecai, when her father and mother were dead, took for his own daughter. Now, think about, think about, an unlikely candidate. Here it is, Hadessa, which, which is a beautiful, a stunning lady, very gorgeous, but there were some situations in her life. She was an offering, but she's also an unlikely candidate, all right? She was an offering. She was also a Jew. She was without father, and she was without a mother. Mm. And basically, you might can say she was homeless because she was living with her uncle. Her, her mother and her father had deceased. 
But she's one of these fair virgins that was chosen to come, uh, that was brought before the king when in, in, in that uh, search they were looking for because they was looking to replace uh, Queen Vesta. Queen Vesta refused to come before the king. Now, verse number 8 in uh, chapter number 2 in the book of Esther says, So it came to pass when the king's commandment and his decree was heard, and when many maidens was gathered together unto Shushan, the palace, to the custody of Hegai, that Esther was brought also into the king's house, the custody of Hegai, keeper of the women. Now, that, that name Hegai there means, it means meditation in the Hebrew. It means meditation. It means word. It means a separation. So she's brought to a place where someone understood about meditation and being separated to be in the presence of the Lord. See, God, what God was doing, he began to navigate her life. And once he began to navigate her life, he understood she didn't at that point understood her purpose, but God knew what plans that he had for her. He puts her in the right place at the right time. All right? Now, verse number 9 says this. And the maiden, watch verse number 9. Verse number 9 in Esther chapter number 2, verse number 9 says, And the maiden pleased him. Now, this is an unlikely candidate. All right? So the maiden pleased him, and she obtained kindness of him. And he speedily gave her her things for purification, with such things as belonged to her. And seven maidens, which was meet to be given her, out of the king's house. And he preferred her and her maids unto the best place of the house of the women. Now, look at, look at her as being an unlikely candidate. And the Bible says here in verse number 9 that she pleased Hegel where, where she was sent because whatever she did satisfied him. He was the keeper of the women, all right? The Bible says it, she, it, she was sent for, she obtained kindness, and then because she obtained kindness, he gave her the things that she needed for purification. Do we not know when we sit and we meditate, it helps us in our purification? When we study the Word of God, it helps us to purify us. When we keep ourselves separated, unspotted from the world, it's a, it's a purification. So what happens is, here is this unlikely candidate. Has anybody ever felt like they really didn't belong, that they had no purpose, you know, that God couldn't use you? You were that unlikely candidate. So, but yet God knew already about her background. He already knew. He positioned her in a place where it pleased the person that was watching over her, but it also gave her the thing that she needed in order for her to be able to go before the king. 
Now, you got to remember now, the king is trying to find him a queen. Now, think about it. Think about our own personal life. Do you think, <laughs> besides the king of kings and the lords of lords, that our earthly king would choose us <laughs> to be the one that he want to present before the world? Think about it. Just think about it. So you got to put yourself there in the scriptures, all right? Now, let's now, she, she obtains favor. I think the Bible says she obtains, she obtains favor. She obtains favor. Now, let's look at now Proverbs chapter number 16. Let's look at Proverbs chapter number 16. Proverbs chapter number 16. And we're going to read verse number 7. Verse number 7, Proverbs chapter number 16. It says, when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his what? His enemies to be at peace with him. You remember the Bible, the scripture was talking about how, how Esther pleased the one where she was. So the Bible says here that when a man's ways pleases the Lord. That God will make even our enemies, our enemies, to be at peace with us. When our ways please the Lord. Have you ever wondered sometime when your enemy got real nice and kind to you, you're like, what's up? <laughs> well, what's behind all of this? See, you got to look at what are you doing in order for your enemy to do that. Because the Bible says now, look what the scripture says. When a man's ways please the Lord. Then your enemies will be at peace with you. So it's something that you're doing, not so much as what the enemy is doing. The enemy, in essence, has really been commanded by God to be at peace with you. That's powerful. So that's why we want to make sure our ways please the Lord, okay? Now let's look at Proverbs. Proverbs now, Proverbs um, chapter 19. No, I'm sorry. Um, let's look at, uh, let's go back to Esther. Let's go back to Esther, chapter number 2. And then we're going to go back to Proverbs, okay? All right, now going back to Esther, chapter number 2, and let's look at verse number 17. Remember, you are a unlikely candidate. An unlikely candidate. Esther, chapter 2, verse 15. You're an unlikely candidate. Verse number 15 says, now when the turn of Esther, remember she's a star. She's got, it means secret. It means hidden because she had a secret, okay? She's the, she's the daughter of Abhel, the uncle of Mordecai. Now Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, that's her uncle, was come to go into the, come to go into, unto the king. She, look at this, she required nothing but what the king's chamberlain had given her. Said that he was the keeper of the women, and he was appointed to be that. And then it says, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all of them that looked upon her. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being that unlikely candidate, and you got favor from everybody? That's powerful. You got favor from, from everybody is what the scripture says. She obtained favor. She obtained favor. 
Even though she didn't have a mother, she didn't have a father, she was an orphan, she was homeless, that was nothing about her that the society would say, hey, come on, come live in the, come live in the palace. But she obtained favor, an unlikely candidate. Have you ever been promoted and you know you wasn't supposed to be promoted? <laughs> that somebody else should have greater credentials than you? But yet God just took you and it promoted you over them. See, that's, that's favor. That's favor. She, it says she obtained favor over all of them. I said, wow, God. Case in point, you know, I always got a story. I always got a story. I remember a job that I had where I worked before previously that I retired from. I applied for this position. I didn't have the education that it required. But there was a young man that did have the education that it required. But when it came down to the promotion, I got promoted, got the position. But the other man that had the credentials, he didn't get the job. Let me tell you how the devil worked. They didn't want to give me the position. So what they decided to do, they said, was only two people that applied for the job and you needed three so we're gonna have to repost it again and i remember talking to my boss and i said to him i said all the devil in hell can't stop it if god has it for me they repositioned they reposted the the position and i called him even today the golden haired boy is what i called him golden head he had all the education all the credentials knew all about the computers knew it he was their favorite child they reposted it i get a now my boss didn't tell me that they had given me the job but i had to learn it from someone else in another location and they called me and they said congratulations i said what are you talking about and then he says to me oh the position you got the job I said, I have not been told. Way in the afternoon when we had a meeting is when my boss said, oh, by by the way, uh, Brenda got the job. The the least likely candidate. I didn't have the credentials, but God knew exactly who to give it to and what. Watch this. Watch, watch, Watch the word. Watch the word. All right. Let's look at Proverbs Chapter number 16. Proverbs chapter number 16. Proverbs chapter number 16. Let's look at this. Proverbs chapter number 16. And we're going to look at verse. uh, We're going to look at verse number 9. Verse number 9. Verse number 9. It says this. A man's heart devises his way. But the Lord directed his steps. A man's heart devises the way. In, in other words, what it means is when it comes down to a man's, a man's way, he cannot direct his own steps. But it's the Lord that directs our steps. It was the Lord that directed the steps of Hadessa. Her name was changed to Esther, and God had her set up. It was a setup for her to be end up being promoted. All right? So we have to understand that it is the Lord that directs our steps. It's the Lord that directs our steps. 
Now, let's also, let's look at uh, Proverbs. Did I say Proverbs 19 and 21? We did that already. All right, let's go to now the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter number 10. Jeremiah chapter number 10. And we're going to look at verse number 23. Mm-hmm. See, sometimes... Um, Man has many things in his heart, but they can't get over God. Now, Jeremiah chapter 10, verse number 23, it says this. Oh, Lord, I know, and this is what we need to understand. I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. We, we, we don't know how to direct our own steps. It's, it's, it's not in us. It is not in us. Huh. It's the Lord that directs our steps. It is not in man that walketh to direct our steps. We don't know how to direct our steps. We don't know how to do that. How many times we've went on, we went off the beaten path when we thought we were directing our own steps? But see, it's, 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 it's not in us to know how to direct our steps. That's in, that is in the Lord's purpose and his plan, how to direct our steps. He knows. He knows which way to go. Remember now, an unlikely candidate. Unlikely candidate. Now, let's go back now to the book of Esther. Hmm. Chapter number two. Going back to Esther. Let's go back to Esther. Chapter number two. And we're going to look at verse number 17. Verse number 17. Esther chapter number two. An unlikely candidate. And by the way, the king's name in Hebrew, Assyrus, it means lion king. I thought that was quite interesting. Hmm. Now, Esther chapter number two, verse number 17 says this. Look at the unlikely candidate. And the king loved Esther above all the women. The one that had counted herself out. The one that everybody else had counted them to be out. It said the king loved Esther above all the women. And she obtained not only favor, but she obtained grace and favor in his sight, meaning the king, more than all the virgins, so that he set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vesta. You see, an unlikely candidate, when she goes before the king, she gets grace and favor. Where, where society, where man will come along, where he will count us out, because of the fact we don't look like them, we don't dress like them, we don't act like them, we don't talk like them, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't fight like them. The, all the different things that the world thinks we need, oh, we don't have all that money and all that stuff and whatever. All that they think we're supposed to have when it comes down to, oh, status. We're talking about the world's status. But the very one that was counted out 
or we would have counted out, or the, thank you, Holy Spirit, the world would have counted out, is the very one that the king chose over everybody else. An unlikely candidate. Think about your own life. Think about your own life. Think about how many times have you been written off? How many times have I been written off? But you have now become a candidate for the Lord. Society, man wouldn't want you, but God does. God does. So what the Lord is saying to us, listen, don't write yourself off. Because of what your background is or where you came from or what family you come up in. He said, don't write yourself off because God has a purpose and a plan for your life. I said, God, I, I, I thank you, Lord. I, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Can you imagine you've been placed under someone that knew about purification, what oils, whatever you was needed for, the, for you to have the right fragrance. Not with, with just the fragrance that comes from man, but also with the fragrance that comes with medita- ooh, meditation and the word. Do we, do we not know that when we get to going down off into the word and we meditate in the word, that we come up with a fragrance. And so when you step into wherever your domain may be, whether it be in your family or whether it be on your job or whether you be in the presence of others or at a meeting, you've got a different aura about you. You've got a different fragrance about you. I mean, some of y'all are like, I don't know about that. you got to remember who you are. you got to remember who men say you are. See, when, 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 you, when you do the thing that God says, there's no way you can enter into the presence of God and not come out changed. There's, there, there's no way. But it's just like this. When people, people look at you and, and they're like, something different about you. Have you ever been somewhere and people will say, well, something is different about you. You, you may not even know they what ooh, Holy Spirit. You may not even know they're even watching you, but they're watching you. They're watching you. And not only are they watching you, but they are desiring to have what you got. Another story. <laughs> I remember this young man years ago, church attended. And his wife had gotten saved. They were both unsaved, but his wife got saved. And it was something about her light. It was something about her that disturbed him. He could not understand what it was. So we had a crusade. We went to this crusade. We had to sing at this crusade. And so this young man decided, he told his wife, he said, hey, I'm going, I'm going to go with you. I, I want to see what this man got. The one that was preaching. He said, I want to see what he got. I don't understand it. I want to see, I want to see what this is you got. The young man said even before he got ready to come to the crusade, while he was in the bathroom, said the devil was just really weighing him out. Everything was going wrong. But lo and behold, he said when he got there and he heard the word of God, because he remembered what his wife had on the inside. She was totally different. 
He said all of a sudden when he was sitting on the pew that every time he tried to get up, it was like something holding him down. It was like a weight was holding him down. And he said, finally, I, I sprung forth. And what I did, he said, when I ran down front, he said, I gave my life to Christ. He said, then I understood that about my wife that was so different. Now I got it too. You see, we don't never know who's watching us. So we have to make sure wherever we are, whatever we do, in the presence of, of whatever we're doing, that we give off that aura that God has given us, that, that fragrance of the Lord. And I'm like, whoo, God. You may not recognize that you got a fragrance, but I guarantee you that the devil knows you got a fragrance, and that fragrance is not like his. But it was just it's powerful. Understand who you are and the purpose that God has for your life. Now, in that verse number 17, it talked about, the latter part, it talked about how Esther, which was the one that had the secret that was hidden, she was made queen instead of Vasta. Now, Vasta, remember now it says her name meant beautiful. She was beautiful, but she didn't have a purpose. Beauty, they say beauty runs deep. No, it don't. You can, be, you can look all beautiful, however you want to look, but if there's no God and no purpose in the inside of you, you just got some extra stuff on. Amen. But he makes her. See, she did, Vasta did not have purpose. She had beauty, so we don't need to get caught up in beauty. And a lot of times that's what's going on right now. We get caught up in, people get caught up in beauty. And they're not pleased. Lord, help us, Jesus. They're not pleased with what God has made them to be. You know, we've got a little extra this, and we've got a little extra that, a little extra here and yonder. And y'all know the, all the extras they've got, they got, they put on. You know, you got some extra lash, you got extra hair, you got extra up top, and you got extra back, bar, you know, back there, you know, a little extra. It's not about that. It's not about that at all. It's the beauty, it's the, 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 the intimacy that you have with God that gives off that fragrance. Vasta had beauty, but she did not have purpose. She did not have purpose. Now, let's look at Esther chapter number 3. Remember now, Esther meaning star, secret, hidden. She becomes queen. Esther, chapter number three, and looking at verse number eight. We're going to look at verse number eight. Now, verse number eight in Esther, chapter number three, says, And Haman said unto King Assurus, There's a certain people, watch this, there's a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom. And their laws are diverse or different from all people. Neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore, it is not for the king's prophet to suffer them. Here he's talking about the Jews. He's talking about the Jews. Uh, if we bring it to the day, we being the disciples of Christ, 
then our ways, the, the, the laws of heaven is totally different than the laws of the world. So they were, they were scattered. He said they were they scattered all through the kingdom. And they didn't mean the king any good. That, however, she did not know Esther, the most unlikely candidate. She did not know that God had a purpose for her life. She was written off. She was written off. She was written off. Now, let's jump to Esther chapter number 4. Watch this. Beginning at verse number 11. Remember, an unlikely candidate. Verse number 11 in chapter number 4 of the book of Esther says, All the king's servants and the people of the king's province do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come unto the king into the inner court who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death. That was the law. If the king did not call you, he didn't extend his sepulcher, you were put to death. It goes on and says, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden sepulcher that he may live. But I have not been called to come in unto the king these 30 days. Now, here it is, Esther now has become queen. And what's happening, she's learned about how Haman has revealing some things to the king, and he's wanting the people to be destroyed. He's hearing the people to be destroyed. To be destroyed. There are people that was going to be destroyed. Going to be destroyed. So she's at that place. She's at that place, and with that understanding, she's with that understanding that she is about to be beheaded or de, uh, she can be demoted because of the mere fact that the king would not extend the golden sepulcher to receive her in his presence. So she, she, she's totally afraid. Now, Mordecai is letting her know, so listen, if you think you're going to hide and you're going to escape what they have decreed to have all the Jews killed. He said, you can forget that even though you might be queen. He said, listen, they will still take your head off. Basically, it's what he said. That's what he basically said. So she's afraid. She's afraid to allow the king to uh, extinct, to go and run the risk of the sepulcher not being extended. All right, now, it's the unlikely candidate. All right, Esther chapter number 4. Esther chapter number 4. And then verse, verse number 12 says, And they told to Mordecai Esther's words. In verse 13, um, it says, Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all these Jews. I'm going to put a pen right there. Do not ever think that because we name the name of Jesus Christ, when the end of the church age takes place and all the chaos begins to 
to go on with the disciples of Christ, with the people of God, with the believers of faith, think we're going to escape. Some things we're going to have to go through. Some, there are some things that we will have to go through. However, huh, however, sometimes we think that for whatever reason, I don't know why people even think this, that because we are saved, that we're not supposed to have any problems. Who told y'all that? Who, who told us that lie? Who told us that because we name the name of Jesus Christ, we are his disciples, that we're not supposed to go through anything? Who told us that lie? Satan told us that lie. The Bible says the rain, you have to give a scripture, the rain falls on the just as well as the unjust. So we've got to understand because we're going through does not mean we're not saved, but we're going to have to go through some things. We may not like it, but we still got to go through it. But we will come over on the other side because the difference is we've got God on our side and the world don't have God on their side. Okay? So now here we are. Mordecai is talking to Esther. And this is what he says in verse number 14. He says, for if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth, look at this, and who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this. See, we think that sometimes we, we run up late when it comes down to where we're supposed to be in life. But God has already positioned and ordained where we're supposed to be. See, what happens here with Esther, Mordecai had to remind her that he says now, how do you know whether or not you are not supposed to be here for such a time as this? He asked her that question. God had a purpose, and God had a plan for her life. Even though she was, according to the world's standards, the most unlikely candidate. She was positioned for there for such a time as this. Think about your own personal life. Think about your own life. Think, think about your own life, what you've been through. And it's like, why am I going through this? Listen, every testimony has a purpose. Because what you've gone through or going through or have gone through down the road, you're going to be able to speak that to somebody else. And you'll be able to help them. If, if I've never came through anything by the hand of God, by his grace, then I can't tell you anything. I can't tell you how that is. But it's for such a time as this, we have been positioned where we are. Okay, it's just like this. I used to say this all the time until I corrected myself. Lord, I wish I could have lived back in them days with them apostles and them disciples and they walked with Jesus. I probably couldn't have handled it. But... God's purpose and his design was for me to live in this time and this generation because there's a purpose and there's a plan for my life and your life. 
Because if he had wanted us to be born before now, we would have been born before now. <laughs> so he has a purpose and a plan for our lives. Now look at verse number 15. It says, Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Because Mordecai sends her a word and tells her this, this is what's going to happen. They're going to wipe out all the Jews. All right, now verse number 16, I don't think I have this up. He says, go gather together all the Jews that are present in Shushan. Shushan is the palace. And then she tells them to fast. Fast ye for me. Because see, she had to go before the king. And neither eat nor drink three days, three nights, or day. I also am uh, and will, I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. She went against the grain. Wasn't according to the law. She couldn't, unless she were bidden by the king to come, unless he extended that golden sepulcher, she would not be able to be received by the king. And then what he would do, he would kill her or he would demote her. And then she says this, powerful. She says, if I perish, I perish. I wonder how many Christians, take that word from my mouth. How many disciples would say that today? If I perish for the namesake of Christ, let me perish. How? how and it's easy to raise our hands and say, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. But when the, when the rubber meets the road, will we? When our back is up against the wall, will we? If they tell us today, well, you're going to be, be anybody that named the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to be beheaded, you and your whole family, will we still do it? See, that's, that's some serious stuff that we have to think about. So, therefore, we definitely need to be in a place of meditation and a place of prayer and a place of separation and a place of purification. Now, here's the last word. Here's the last word that God wants us to have. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. Talking about the unlikely candidate. <laughs> an offering. Esther was an offering. Didn't have a mother or a dad. No brothers or sisters. It doesn't even mention that. Didn't have a family except for her uncle Mordecai. But here it is, an unlikely candidate that has been chosen to be the queen. Plus, she was hiding a secret. She was a Jew. Now, look at 1 Corinthians chapter number 1. It says, For ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many, what? Wise men, after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, or what? Called. Because you don't have the wisdom of somebody else, that's not who God called him. Look at, look at that word. Look, look, look at that, that 26. Put that up back up there. He said, for ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many Wise. God don't choose a whole lot of wise folk. And he'll tell you why in the scriptures. Don't tell us why. 
Because we don't say, well, you know, I don't have the education. I, I, I don't understand. No. God will let us know in the text. Why? Because, you know, man is notorious about getting puffed up with a little bit of knowledge. Puffed up. And then he says now, in verse number 27, what, well, watch God's way. Watch God's way. Verse 27 in 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, it says, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. See, God's choice and our choice and man's choice is totally different. Totally different. Totally, totally different. Totally different. Look at verse, verse number 8 here, 28. Verse number 28 says this. And, he says, and base things of the world. Keep that up there. And base things of the world. Base things are those things that are low in place, worth less, are low in value. That's what God chooses, somebody that's low in place. That some things don't even have value. We think we don't have no value. This is what God does. He says, and base things, he chooses the base things of the world, and things, look at this, and things which are despised. How many of us have been despised? Huh. But God chooses those things that's been despised. In other words, castaways. Those that nobody, this is what we always say, I don't care, whatever, your, whatever, whatever, you, whatever condition, whatever state you're in, come on in the house. Because, see, when it comes down to, to, to facilities, buildings, it's like they don't want certain folk in the house. We all got issues. It's not the house or hospital. I, well, at least I thought it was. How are you going to get healed? But, the, the, but there are times when you go out there and some go, go right back. I, I shared it before about... And we're going to finish this verse. I shared it before about this lady that the church I attended years ago came to the back door and the ushers, they didn't want her to come in. The reason why they didn't want her to come in because she was drunk. They tried to keep her out. And there was a little old lady way down the front beckoned Mama Rosa, beckoned them to let her come in. And when she came in and she came all the way down the aisle, she began to speak to the church. And what she said to the church was, it's hard to get back to the Lord when you're a backslider. She told us that she was a backslider. At one point she had been saved and she had been trying to get back to the Lord. She said, it's hard to get back. And here we are. And here, you know, I guess the Ursus was doing what they were taught. Amen. Don't let them in. Don't let that kind in. Well, what kind are you? But she had a message. She had a message for the body of Christ to let them know, you don't want to get off the beaten path. 
Because it's hard to get back. It's hard to get back. But we decide that we pick and choose. That's what's wrong with the church today. We are the church. That's what's wrong with the Ephesus, the building, those collectively, you know. We want to pick and choose who can come and how. Okay. Going back to verse number 28, we're going to finish this. Okay. All right. It says, and the base things of the world and things which are despised, look what it says, hath God chosen. Yea, and things which are not to bring to note things that are. And this is the reason why he chooses those that are unlikely candidates to carry on his work is verse number 29. That no flesh should glory in his presence. This is why he chooses who he chooses. Because mankind is notorious for getting puffed up. Just like Nebuchadnezzar. I did it. I did it. I did it. You know. Oh, he did all this for his kingdom and all. No. It's only by the grace of God that we, any of us, have anything. Even to be alive in this time. God is saying this and listen. That no flesh shall glory in his presence. Now look, we can't glory about nothing that God has done in our life. It's only by the grace of God. Only by his grace. But you've got to remember you being an unlikely candidate, but yet chosen to carry out God's will. That's that powerful. Go back and read the story about Esther. Go back and read, read about her destiny. She had to even change her name 